shining a beacon on the bazaar. Sorry, about what is going on here, man? This is Come on, just keep travelling, Benny. You can find it. It's only, the island isn't that big. <sighs> oh, this is it. Hello. No, no, no. Name and Susan Khan. Really, Jesus. Keep going, Benny. Keep going. Oh, is it a path? Path or something? Wall? Wall? Door? Hello? Hello? Ah, oh, this is the. Oh, Ma! Ma, is that you? Oh, bloody hell, he's back! What's with all music and stuff? Oh, it's so bright. Dim the light, my friend. Dim the I'm light. I'm dimming these lights. I'm living the glory days here. That's a new chandelier. <laughs> Full tilt, man. My eyes burning. Oh, this is terrible. This is what made life insurance <laughs> policy that I've just taken out on you. Oh, me? <laughs> Why didn't you look for me? Oh, I looked out a window. <laughs> oh, you sod. I've been out there about two weeks. I'm frozen and dripping. Well, I know you've been out for a long time. You're registered dead now. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't get any privilege with that. Uh, I don't know, you got free coffin. I don't have to pay tax. You don't have to pay tax. Oh, that's good. Oh, cool, mate. That'll do me. Yeah, oh, man. No oh, tax. Oh, it's getting a bit better in the light in my eye now. Cause oh. Look at all the food and stuff. What have you been doing? All the... Where did you get that chandelier from? That's ridiculous. Well, you know what I mean? We have to get the cove looking nice. It's, it's nice. nice. It's like a palace. I suppose I can settle back down in here, actually. This might not be a bad gig dying. Get used to it, man. Oh, this is yeah. The high life, high life cove. Because you know why? Why? This is Kraken Cove, the podcast that shines the beacon <laughs> onto the bazaar. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say shine so loud. Oh, and I'm Matt. I'm Benny. Indeed, if you don't know already, you see, poor Benny is um, he's had island mixomatosis for the last oh, couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know where I bloody got dolphins or some rabbit or something. He shot straight at me. Bloody eye, man. <laughs> you say there's a rabbit. We know it's been <laughs> you shooting in your eyes. <laughs> He's ungodly. Ten times in a row, it weren't past funny, mate. It were like chances of it happening ten times in a row. Every time I touched it, it was stupid. <laughs> Going off like a hair trigger. <laughs> I closed my eyes at one bit, I opened it, I thought, can't got me. Looked up, it were on the ceiling, dripped it straight in the oh, eye again. terrible in the face, like a blasterer's radio. <laughs> I've stopped doing it, mate. I'm, stopped, I'm not going to do it anymore. Best, actually. Could be. Yeah. I'm feeling more like energetic, I suppose. I think that's what survived me, yeah. crawling around on my hands and knees. I Jesus. think what we need to do for, for next time you go, have a little session like that is uh, get separate bedrooms <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where to put myself <laughs> you could have wiped it out <laughs> keep a hose a bucket warm by the side of bed <laughs> bucket slosh you down you know? <laughs> oh, but wait, now you're back anyway it's good to, it is good to have you back oh thanks Arky thanks. because we've been we do a little bit of a new new little show we've been doing which the has gone down quite well with the listeners what, little, is, what do you mean little show um 
Oh, I forgot to tell you about this. We're doing Cracking Cove Radio. Are we? For when you're not here, you know. Oh, <laughs> fuck's sake, again. Maybe you could have a go. Maybe you could do a Cracking Cove Radio yourself one time. Oh, true, actually. I'll do another fucking spooky on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your fucking radio. We could do with episode two. <laughs> it's coming. It's in the pipeline. The pipe just keeps getting in way. <laughs> that is the problem. Is your pipeline? Isn't it? <laughs> but no. Anyway, now welcome to Cracking Cove, everybody, and welcome back for Benny. Thank course. you. Thank you. And because this is obviously the podcast that shines the beacon on the bazaar, and we're gonna have some weird stories. And I think in this episode, because we've been a little bit out of the loop for a while, uh, looking at a bit of back in history as well. That'd be nice. On Cracking Cove. No, we were doing on Cracking Cove uh, radio. Oh, I'll stop it. I'll stop it. We're going back in history. Right, go on. We're looking at historical things, but this time I think we're going to look at a bit of a news story. We need a bit of a news catch up, I think, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, on the Crack Cove. On Crack and Cove. So, but it, it, we're not exclusively, but we're going to have a little look, see what we can do. You know? oh, I have any kind of shiny, any kind of. Well, how about you? I, I've got. A, we don't usually do this on Crack and Cove, but I'll buy yourself. I'll buy a nice one, double whiskey and ice. Oh, aye, baby. You know, and you can oh. have a pint. You can smoke a pint. Oh, give me that big blanket to put round myself. That's it. Oh, pipe lit. Oh, oh jingly jangly ice. Yeah. <laughs> don't push it. I've only got so many sound effects I can do it. <laughs> oh well, I'll really swirl that glass. Fucking hell. <laughs> Anyway, don't start tap dancing. <laughs> Where's my trumpet? <laughs> right. I think what we need to now is we're going to get casting. <laughs> yeah, go on. Lovely. Then our kid, I think, uh, because you can't read the news at the moment, yeah, you've got man. such weepy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I better read it to you. Look, yes, please. A little bit of news for the Benny. Mm. Uh, so it's a bit of casting as well. So first boat out of the harbour this week. It's um, This is a story that starts, Disgusted Aldi shopper slams the store for vile word that children shouldn't see. Oh, in Aldi. In Aldi, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a cracker already. And this is, so this is from ben, uh, Benjamin Roberts, the Haslam and District reporter, and Ashley Blakely Live, and breaking news reporter. Right? Sweet. So the uh, I think this is from Manchester, I don't know, the Manchester news one. But um, <laughs> I can't guess the word, I need another yeah, word. that's it, you need to know the word. What about thinking, just give us three words that you think are violent and disgusting. <laughs> Cock. Arsehole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Cunt. <laughs> Did I just create another beat then? Uh, no, we'll keep it. Ah, the sea bomb, oh, beautiful. <laughs> okay, we, I think we've got a certain amount of sea bombs we can drop for this. <laughs> but this is a disgusted Aldi shopper, a slammer store for selling a product that has a word on, uh, on it that children shouldn't see. The woman spotted the vile product in Aldi in Netherton, the Liverpool Echo reports. <laughs> And she took offence to the car cleaning kit called Demon Chill. Well, though, if uh, they put it on two lines, how can he separate demon into something Rudy? Demon Chill. Did you want demon? Into she, a demon. Oh, I thought, you know, when you sometimes yeah. you, you put two things together and it can make a word that's vile. Exactly. Demon. And she says, she posted in a Facebook group, right, 
oh. that she was totally disgusted. Aldi is selling this. Any advice on how to complain as a consumer or get a petition or something to have it removed from our show? Oh, I'll remove your fucking head, woman. Oh. Jesus. What is with dirty, dirty consumers? Yeah. <laughs> she goes on. We should not have to see this in supermarkets, nor should our children become familiar with this word. It's a total curse. Oh, my God. Demonise your car? <gasps> Come on, this is absolutely vile. Any Christians among us, or uh, even people with common sense? Oh, my God. Can you believe it? I can't. Oh, I can't absolutely, because you those complaining Karens out there just scanning everything with a bitter, sour look on their faces. You know what I mean? There's nothing in there, so they've got to pick on the word demon instead. <laughs> How is she going through? What must the 21st century look like to her? Oh, God, exactly, with everything out there. Surely there's something more offensive in Aldi than Which that. By then, she might be absolutely up to speed as she's walked down the street and seen sort of like a, an advert for a pair of knickers or a tampax yeah. or something like that. And, and she's gone through and everything's just getting her blood up and at, at the end all she sees in Aldi is a, is a demon chill car kit God. but it's like in the bible it's got the word demon a lot of times hasn't it you know I mean? <laughs> I'm not sure it has oh yeah that's yeah, a good this, point. this is the issue that I always take with the bible or people who sort of like quote the bible an awful lot you know because yeah. um, you know there's, there is sort of like cast down hell I mean really your hard line is when it comes to the bible really the interpretation of hell is actually a lack of heaven yeah, yeah. Because it's like, this, and it's almost as well, one of the greatest descriptions of what hell might be like is a glimpse of heaven. Ah, where they can yeah. be, and they, the people who get to see it aren't allowed to participate. Where they... Well, funnily enough, I started reading that book. I'm halfway through it. That one. What? Uh, Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. What, that book? <laughs> before, before me, I went on Mankey. Though <laughs> all the demons are here. Uh, oh yeah, 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 and that's a quote saying that there's uh, like basically it's all a myth, you know. They're in yeah. hell, you know. All the demons are up here. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but the book is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's cool story, bro. I know. I ain't got to the end of it yet, but it is a really, really good book. Yeah, weird thing about that book, as I said to you before, that I do have that book somewhere. <laughs> that, <you know. clears throat> David Seabrook. Yeah, yeah. yeah David yeah. Seabrook. Uh, all I the did buy it off Amazon, so don't say I'm <laughs> taking yeah. your book. No, no. It, but yeah. What's weird is I've been in the loft. Can't find it anywhere. No way. Honest, oh. oh my god. How far did you say you finished it? You, you nearly finished no, it. I only, I only started maybe halfway through the first chapter. Wow. No, no. no Weird. Oh, mate, it's so good. It's so, so good. But anyway, digressing again. Demons! Yeah. <laughs> Demons! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because um, they're saying it's like uh, people could see it, they'll cast out into the darkness where there's a great weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. That's what yeah. they say about it. So when her, she's taking like the literal interpretation of demons. And she... I tell another thing, it's the exorcist. Apparently, before the exorcist, you know, the devil and the demons and all that sort of stuff wasn't really, you know, um, as big as it is now. One, you know two, what I mean? Four kind of yeah, thing. it really put the devil. It made the devil what he is today really that one film or people reacting yeah. to the to the film coming out it's a big thing about it I think it's a documentary about it and all that you know just saying before that you know what you know the satanic panic that happened afterwards in the 80s and all that sort of stuff were directly caused just by that one film or wow. people not even seeing the film but imagining it to be something it wasn't if you think about even just like the 70s full stop I mean like it's the, the whole shark panic you know yeah. they reckon that the Jaws itself was you know responsible for like millions of sharks being killed 
<laughs> just shit. because people shit themselves about sharks and shit, demonise one creature yeah, straight away, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, I suppose that's the thing. But maybe they demonise demons. There. Exactly. Oh, you know, demon shark. Demon shark. Charlie. You know. So it's like you know. So this woman here, obviously thinking, you know, it's. Uh, She's saying Christian quotations there that word demon is a terrible thing to say. It's so strange. And it's strange that it's got to um, to any sort of press or anybody writing about it in another way because it's just so nothing, isn't it? Well, it is, but I think it is. But somebody's picked up on this because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> true, actually. She yeah, looks that, stupid. She's yeah. made herself look absolutely stupid by sort of turning around and saying just the mention of the word demon is a terrible thing. Oh, it's weird. I it? would love to just get a glimpse into her life what yeah. she's doing during the day how frightened she is <laughs> she yeah. must be terrified yeah. if she thinks that you can summon Beelzebub by <laughs> polishing your car <laughs> says Christine outside now because yeah. of it just one waxing it's time to motivate <laughs> god ludicrous yeah, absolutely madness so yeah I think uh, Aldi should be allowed to have demon uh, possessions yeah, yeah. Um, we should be able to have uh, Ouija exorcist kits yeah, Ouija board yeah. yeah, all of your car, yeah. all like pentagrams, loads of pentagrams in that. On the windscreen yeah. wrapper, why? Because it just has like the little planchette on it. It just says yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like I'm not it. saying so you yeah. demonise your cars mobility scooters yeah. your bike um, your little anything you got going demonise it there <laughs> it could be, you know the whole things you know, what's that plan saying on the actual steering wheel you know anything you put your finger on oh, maybe yeah. everybody put your finger on it demon can drive your car too yeah, yeah I think so yeah just <laughs> <laughs> close your eyes where we're going bridling to the Markham <laughs> <laughs> oh we're off to Markham <laughs> It's an absolute <laughs> hellhole, that's why. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nasty place. <laughs> <laughs> side of things Ooh, yeah. you know what I mean it's like a little bit of a bit of a hellish encounters and stuff <laughs> like this you know because Yvette Fielding from Most Haunted <laughs> Where she, which rock has she crawled out well this is great this is from Jamie Bodie uh, in the sun is this mm. one right but this has actually been all over the press this is big news nationally this, you know and it's saying that uh, Most Haunted's Yvette Fielding claims that she was almost killed by a horse after doing a Ouija board in Transylvania on the show <laughs> Oh, is it still going? Apparently so. Wow. What I can't get over it. <laughs> by a horse after doing a yeah. Ouija board. Eight. How old do you think Yvette Fielding is now? She's got to be about 50. Man, yeah, that's a point. She's about 60. No, she's about, you were right, about 52. Is she? Yeah, yeah. I, never thought, I, I thought Yvette Fielding was still quite young. Yeah. Now she's 52. I'm but thinking, we're really old, though. I keep forgetting them all. <laughs> <laughs> we're really old, though. <laughs> No, it's terrible, isn't it's it? It's shit. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody that were like slightly older than us are really, really old. They're really, really old. Or dead. Yeah, he's dead true. now. You know. I can't remember. There was some other. Is Michael Caine still kicking about? Is he? Can't oh, he's it? still going. He's still going. Oh, thank yeah. God for that. I loved him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's still some of the good ones left. You know, I can't believe there's new Indiana Jones coming. That out. is disgusting. He's seventy odd or something. I think he's nearly eighty or something. I know. That's, that's it. Just, he lost his wallet and everything in England, didn't he? You know, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he came over a bit. He lost his wallet straight. Where someone found it, returned it, had a photo opportunity. It was just like, Ponies <laughs> underpants. 
I was thinking of that South Park episode. Have you seen it? No. They, they go see Indiana Jones and they come out and there's like someone's raped him. They keep getting flashbacks from like Deliverance, the rape scene from Deliverance. Oh my God. And there's Lucas and other one. That, oh, it's just, you got to watch it. If you haven't watched it, please watch that episode. He just he sums it up what they're doing to Indiana Jones and it's vile. I think it is vile. You've got to, got to leave a franchise alone. Oh, isn't it? Why is he doing it? He must have enough money. Because, one, do you know one thing I find weird, right, is... Um, what happened to Star Wars? Well, he just the milk that cash cow. He's got a multi-titted fucking universe. He ain't getting milked to I death. I know they're doing other series and stuff, but I don't think that's anything to do with like. Is it down to Disney? Are they just doing Disney? Have got it. Are they just? Are they? They're just, stormtroopers at Disney are doing it. Because <laughs> I did hear a, a conspiracy theory uh, uh, recently about Disney yeah. that Disney have found the perfect formula to create things that people. Who are anti Disney want to watch? Whoa. They are making anti Disney footage and, fil- and films and stuff like that. Whoa. Things that sort of like against what you know people are. Oh, we don't want the big business doing this and that. Yeah. You know, and Disney always um, kind of steamroller all over everything. You know, yeah. so this kind of highlight that. So God, yeah, almost like subliminally sort of saying, you know, oh Disney, you know, Disney's awful, isn't it? Because people mm. tap in, it's actually a Disney thing. Footage is that. I, I tell another thing, and all are there. It, I've got somebody's <clears throat> password for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and I was scrolling through it the other day because I wanted to watch something particular and I can't remember what it was. Um, but I'm like, that, they've got Die Hard. You know what I mean? Because basically they've got like this movie section to it. In Disney, it's just the movies that they've, you know, like absorbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this ever-growing beast of Disney is just getting like all the films. But they've got Die Hard. And it's, it's nothing to do with the studios that they own or anything. They've just kind of absorbed it. To get Die Hard near Christmas, it's like yeah, no other platform's got it. You know what I mean? It's like Disney you know, are really powerfully and dark. I, I, I had a, a great one, though, for like another Christmas movie when people always rattle on about Disney. You know, yeah. about, sorry, about... Um, Die Hard being a Christmas movie, you know? yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it's lots of Christmas things. Yeah. Good one here, Lethal Weapon. Yes, the beginning. It, yeah, it's all around Christmas. Isn't it? Oh, think about the fight on the lawn. Yeah, yeah, Christmas. Christmas trees, yeah, Christmas. Very true. But have you seen Lethal Weapon recently? What do you mean? Have, what? You, have you seen it again recently? No. The last ten years. Oh, <coughs> it's so racist, so sexist, <laughs> it's so cancelled. This Lethal Weapon. That's why you never see it on anymore. You put it anything. Oh, yeah, but Mel Gibson, he, he had that big tirade about the Jews. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did, did he? he He's really such did. a naughty boy. Have you seen him and Ricky Gervais at the Oscars and that? With Ricky Gervais is getting him <laughs> on stage. Man, you've got to do YouTube for that. What are you in references to those things we should watch, which you can't tell oh, us about? I'm just kind of forgetting where <laughs> I am. Fucking TV guys. <laughs> Google it though, honestly, my god, that YouTube's foot is good. He's like knocking him about drinking and all sorts of stuff. He's really late and he's not finding it funny at all. And he does it like three or four years in a row. The last one is just. What like... they just have Ricky Gervais get on stage and do 20 no, minutes he's set about having to go on millions? <laughs> he, he always kind of like presents it, doesn't he? You know oh, what yeah, I mean? He's yeah. done it for years and he always gets a certain amount of people in the audience that fucking hate him and he always has a real bad go at them. Well, the thing is with, with uh, Ricky Gervais. Um, He's just a school bully, isn't he? He is, he is. <laughs> he's just, he's that little fat, polished school bully. And he's the rich kid who's got all the best stuff. And he's having a little, on his little high horse. He's he got is. all these bullies around him. <laughs> he's an horrible person, really. Yeah. But when you see him bully someone that you think, yeah, he needs a bully. He's got his massive, lanky mate, Stephen Merchant. Oh, he's, he's going, horrible. <laughs> Go on, tell another one there, Ricky. <laughs> he's horrible, isn't he, though? He's a disgusting creature. <laughs> Booming into the bag. <laughs> like an ant or something like that. 
<laughs> no, I, although I do find Ricky Gervais funny. Yeah. He's a proper prick. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a little, nasty little man. Isn't shiny little prick. Isn't <laughs> yeah, he's a schoolboy. And, and his little too tight V-neck t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's oh, get yeah. back to a vet veil nearly. Yes, please. <laughs> Jesus, where did we go there? Oh, like rattling on again like a pair of cups. <laughs> Second time. <Yeah. laughs> so, no stranger to the paranormal, a vet 52 was left shaken after a misguided attempt at the Ouija board with her crew while on location, and she now believes they have all been cursed. Oh, this time, this is the one, 50 years doing it. 50, then... Exactly, all this time doing it, and there she goes. And But the thing is, has she not learned any of lessons? She's in Transylvania doing a Ouija board. <laughs> Come on, mate. She's really pushing her look at it. You've got to look at it. Do I want to do this as a job? What do you think about it? She's sort of like waving a red rag to a bull then. Yeah. She almost gets killed by a horse. Mm, the irony. Yeah, so what happened then? She was like walked outside and it stomped her or... Well, she said... Um, well, she was she was almost killed after doing a Ouija board while filming the hit show in Romania, right? And she goes, in our wisdom, we'd done a Ouija board over what, what the locals called... The mouth of hell. Oh god, that's wisdom, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> In your wisdom, mouth of hell, Ouija Bob. Now, get this, right? Upon returning to the UK, she said this negative experience had resulted in a near fatal accident while riding a horse. Oh, she was right. She said, When we returned, we all had something happen to us. Family members died, pets died, and I nearly got killed on a horse. Oh. Now, your family members might have died. I wonder, wonder what they might have died of. Yeah. Covid? Yeah, Fucking the plague. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And pets died. Yeah. Goldfish floating. Oh my oh, god. It's <laughs> <laughs> too weird. The mouth of hell is back. <laughs> so the presenter's spooky Transylvania adventure didn't end there. And she says, after being dropped down a 120 foot well, I kept hearing knocking noises on the bricks. What? What the fuck is she on about? So I think she's saying on this show the lowered it into a hundred and twenty see this. Now, this is what she's doing. She's drumming up as watching it. That's all this is. I want to watch it now. I do. <laughs> see, she's got. Isabella does that Transylvania. Um, this bloke had a castle and he and he he, he, he fucking planked over this, this yeah, well. Yeah. You know what I mean. So they must have like opened it back up again. So that's what they've done. I think they actually built the castle to contain it or some fucking shit. She said that when she was apparently standing on something making snapping noise, and then later told her it was human bones. <laughs> the said bats that were anyway. <laughs> Just like to the, get, the Imagine them going down all low, you know, light on and <laughs> <laughs> gibbering like that. It's a long way down to watch that, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think basically it's a lot of old bollocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Series fifty nine needs to get, get a bit. Of, drum it up, Evette. Come on, you need yeah. to get your money here. We're getting someone cheaper. Oh, they are real. I mean, they are literally flogging a dead exactly, horse. Exactly. You know what I mean? mean? I nearly got killed by a horse. They haven't got David Pacora anymore, have they? So they need to... <laughs> Derek Pacora. <laughs> David Pecora. You could do you could do that. You should you should become him. <laughs> David Pecora. <laughs> what's that what's that cop show called? No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it ever again in my life. <laughs> Kojak. Kodak.
Well, I think it's time we moved away from the uh, the occult. Yeah, now, you know I feel a I mean? shadow upon me, Archie. Yeah, it's terrible. What shadow of a horse? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is this is a story now that's coming to us. This is an important tale. This is an important scoop for William Morgan. Ooh, a scoop! Big, yeah, I can see young William Morgan, who's the trainee reporter at Gloucestershire Live. Wow! Right, so you can see big you know, rag. Big, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. It's a, it's a big move for the young the young cub. <laughs> the rookie rookie reporter there, you know, he's out and he's got himself a scoop. Ooh. And this is great. Oh, great this hell. Is the bomb squad called to Gloucestershire Royal Hospital <gasps> after man gets a World War II mortar stuck up his bottom. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> wow, wee wee. Woo woo. The dirty dirty bastard. <laughs> So the bomb squad was called to Gloucestershire Royal Hospital on Thursday, December the 2nd, after a patient was admitted with a mortar shell stuck in his rectum. Troops from the 11th Explosive Ordnance Disposal Regiment rushed to the Gloucester Hospital after being notified by police that a a patient had presented with a munition in his rectum. (laughs) (laughs) Very good rectum. But how do you think he got there? Well, he didn't fucking fall on it in garden like he told him. He's feeding it up there in some kinky pleasure, isn't it? He says the man was a military enthusiast who found the shell whilst clearing out but somehow tripped and fell <laughs> and he didn't have any trousers on when he did it and it were all vast up incredibly vast up this is it so he's oh what a liar did he say he had pants on and he fell and ripped straight through his jeans and straight up his butt I've, I've, I, he's not saying how he got in there what he was wearing at the time right so basically uh, let's, let's have a read on and see about the size of this <laughs> I'm thing. calling him out yeah. but go on this is the 57mm mortar round. Now, 57mm is width, right? So that's Ooh. about... That's a couple of inches there. A couple of inches wide. Oh. So, you know, you know, basically... Tangerine? What do you mean? What can I say? A couple of inches wide, as in, in the width. So you're talking... Not a tangerine. So it's, a, it's When we're talking a shell, we're talking... It's not like a, a round bomb. Yeah, yeah, mortar shell. I know what mortar shells are, yeah. but... Christ, I'm still trying to think. Is it, they have them spiky things on the other end, don't they? Is, well, not this one. This is this is like a, it looks like a massive bullet, right? Yeah. Oh, it, I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's casing. It looks yeah. like that, right? So it's fifty-seven millimeter uh, um, wide, and uh, and as they describe it here, one hundred and seventy millimeters in length, which is about six inch. Ooh, so it's not it's not massive. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna get up, some up your ass. But still, if I fell on something like that, my I would oh, bounce right. off that. I'm not gonna like insert it into there, you know. I'd, it's not I'd gonna l- slide in easily. Yeah, exactly, I'd be on roof and jump that high, you know what I mean? You're just gonna pop in. Who was that? Who, who, was it somebody you knew who, who <laughs> held a, a koala? I can't remember it was somebody who said. Would, I'm not sure who it was. I remember hearing a story somebody was saying. Oh that, yeah, I know the cat weasel one. It we're all about that. If you had to do an animal, what would you do? That one. Oh no, he wasn't. <laughs> Koala, we were all like, but why is it because of the cute? I'm like, oh, you, 
So mate, you're a monster fucking koala. Yeah, if you had to, you know, because I, yeah. I was thinking, look, I'd probably go sheep because I've heard, that, you know, the Poonan's like pretty realistic, you know what I mean? He, <laughs> well, he is realistic, he's <laughs> a sheep funny. Yeah, but he ain't going to hurt it, is he, you know what I mean? He ain't going to like damage the sheep, but they're pretty no. sturdy, so he's going to get it over with, but he's going to kill a bloody koala because he's cute, why would he... Why would you want to do that? It'd be the same bloke if you had to have sex with a TV personality. Who was it? I can't remember. Who, me? No, they say blood. I can't remember. What is it like? What, 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 what's that? Is it Quincy? And that was me. That's my one. <laughs> if I, if I If I had to sleep with a dude, you know what I mean? I'd choose Quincy, you know, like that. So that Why? That. Well, because he's, he's a doctor, so he knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? Uh, he's got a sweet bar. <laughs> he's got a really nice yacht on it. And that bar that he drinks at is really cool. <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking him. You're not hanging out with him. Well, if you, you might, as well, might as well drink with him after. Just like, leave it like that. <laughs> He's an MD and he plus he solves crime on the side, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't fancy him, I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to pick someone, haven't you? You really did lay down. <laughs> Come on, God, we're digressing today. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so he's got it up his ass and he's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> what, Quincy? <laughs> he's up my ass. And he's in the hospital, he's a doctor. Exactly. But he worked. <laughs> So a source told the son, the guy said he found the shell when he was having a clear out of his stuff. In the new, so he's in the new clearing his stuff about. Yeah, and he said he put it on the floor, then he slipped and fell on it and <laughs> went up his ass. <laughs> oh, That's kinky though. So let's really the truth is, he's thinking I bet I can fit that up there. That's a right session, you know, a live round up my ass, like well, the danger element to well, it. Danger That's element, mucky, is that? Well, the thing is, well, he's mucky. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit further, right? So imagine yourself, it's, it's a big bullet, it's a yeah. 70 millimeter long bullet, right? Yeah. It's tapered at one end, so it's gonna ease in a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, imagine you've had to do it to yourself, so you got it in, right? Yeah. You've got a few inches, you got uh, you're a bit more, right? Yeah. Why, it, how have you got it stuck? Well, I'm valve shot. <laughs> He's gone too far and he, he can't he, come he, out he's now. He's pushed it up, it sucked it up and nicked oh. his clothes. And he's thinking, oh, oh, fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. But the thing is, right, oh, we could get back no, Let's take it another step further, right, because I've got a friend of a friend, right, who was, <laughs> right? I, I might mention it on the show before, when he, he, it's sort of like he got quite into the whole idea of anal love beads, because he'd been playing a bit of a thing with his old missus, you know. And when, when she was out one time with lasses, he thought, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is going to be funnier now. Yeah. Go on, go on. Well, he was there. He says to us, he says, well, what, I'm watching, I'm watching, because he had a video, right? He had a VHS of like, he called it the bead vid, right? Oh. <laughs> right. So you're watching this, and these people popping up, and say, oh, God, that's sexy. Yeah, so yeah. he thought, so he says, he got himself on couch and flipped legs up, right? So that's oh. feeding these oh. little beads up his own ass. Like, in front room. <laughs> in front room. Oh, God, that could be dangerous. <laughs> as long as dogs are not watching. <laughs> Windy clean. <laughs> got carried away, fed the last one in. <gasps> All got sucked up. Oh, Valve shut. Oh, God, is that a thing then? Yeah. 
Right, yeah. so he's thinking, all he, he's, he's, he's friendly, I'm thinking, how is he going to get these things out right? How is he oh going to get mad? He just God. sucked everything up right, panicking like mad, right? And he said oh to my God. other mate, he says, uh, who's an electrician, he says, he says I'm going <laughs> to give you a ring, right? <laughs> And I'm like, you've lost a load of anal love beads up your arsehole, right? And you're going to give me a ring. He says, why? He says, because you're only blocking who's got needle nose pliers. <laughs> now, that would be a mate. Imagine that. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be a mate. I mean, can you imagine oh, that with, with legs up so with needle nose oh. pliers? He's got his little sort of like a, like a head torch on us. <laughs> the wife comes back with in laws. <laughs> All that is about, you know, come back for a class. It's not what it looks like. It's bad, but not as bad as it looks like. <laughs> Beads, beads are up there. <laughs> oh, how did he? That, that's what. But if you think about it, how did the beads come out? Oh, he, he says he, he was panicking like mad at first, but then he, he started to relax a bit, trying to think logically, and he just felt a relaxation. Oh, and he thought, oh, that's it. It's the gripping. The ah. tallies, the, it's the gripping that kept everything up there. Oh, mate, in front room, you'd have to have a toilet or something, wouldn't you? Because yeah, it ain't going to be pretty when it comes out. <laughs> it's not, it's in front room. Oh, birthing that lot. <laughs> Don't get sort of it. No, no, fuck's sake. Rags him out right fast. Turns him inside out. Oh, no. But what if it pulls really hard? It just says, I've got a snake in my boot. But think of this guy, right? There he is. He's got himself an he's got himself an artillery shell up his arsehole, right? God, he can't go around asking somebody with some needle nose pliers to get out. Do you know why? It'll set off. It'll set off. And if you shoot it out, let's see if you kind of walk thought right. I'm pushing and giving birth to this, and it pings on the toilet or pings somewhere. It could yeah. explode again. It could explode again. Oh man! So he can't ferret up his own arsehole with a pair of needle nose pliers because he <sighs> might blow his own head off. Jesus, what Talk happened? About living dangerously, you know. Well, basically, they got the bomb squadron. <laughs> Fucking bomb, bomb squad. Oh, my God. But thing is, can you imagine the scene in hospital? Oh. Where he's there with his ass in there, with oh. about half a dozen soldiers in full sort of you like... Know, when they're trooping through, you know, like they do, you know, they're trooping through all soldiers and I, boots and stuff. I like to think it was like... <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What was that movie called? It's called a bomb disposal movie. Oh, Hurt Locker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine just in a room on his own with his ass in there. The door opens. Yeah. <laughs> full outfit. Needle nose. Yeah, with pliers. Could oh. call electrician. Oh God. And so they've had to really carefully play for just ferret around. They'll have a camera up his ass first, won't they? Would they? They might have to go down bloody spaghetti down your mouth, you know, like... Maybe they went down that way, maybe both ends. Oh. So basically, he'll have been there with his arse in there, absolutely terrified. Jesus. And they're all ferreting around up his arse all that. Like, he's I mean, where you, you have to put him in basement, you can't just have him in a normal ward. Oh my God, that's true. <laughs> you can't just have him on the... Listen, you've got St. Car back with your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> just pull screens on and start to pile sandbags up. <laughs> what, what's up with him? Hey, you don't want to know. <laughs> That's, that's so crazy. We're well, live round up your butt feeding that up there. Yeah. Is it, and apparently, it says, so a spokesman for Gloucestershire Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust said, we can confirm that the police and explosive ordnance disposal team attended Gloucestershire Royal Hospital. Right. It says, as with any incident involving munitions, the relevant safety protocols were followed to ensure that there were no risk to the patient, staff, or visitors at any time. <laughs> and they said, the unsteady patient was released from hospital and is expected <laughs> to make a full recovery. So long as he does not trip and fall onto any more artillery shells. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get away with it? I mean, he must have got prosecuted for having a round, uh, live round, didn't that? 
He might well have done, yeah. I, never I wonder if that. sound, you know, like you know, when you pop a mortar in, that sound like boop. Boop! <laughs> <laughs> when it came out, I wonder if it was like, That would be great. Because <laughs> like, that would just. When it's going to fire in the hole! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm talking about a fiery hole. <laughs> <laughs> you, the dirty bastard. Can <laughs> we just pop in out that? Oh, God, that's mucky, is that? I know. Mm. So when you're having a little tidy around there, uh, listeners, just be careful. What Put you your be- pants on. Put your pants on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't tidy up with no on. Jeez. He didn't. He just lowered himself on didn't the way, he? Didn't he? just eased it up. Garage. Yeah. Face on it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> bloody nutter. <laughs> Deserve that. <laughs> got to move let's draw a veil down the dangerous world of sort of yeah. uh, pull a curtain on that yeah general yeah. curtain you know which is sort of something you do if you're on uh, first class flights can't you yeah i've never been first class no no i've demanded to walk through before to go to the toilet but they're about it and i caused a stink did you really <laughs> yeah, yeah you I went and to... shat in first class no i caused a stink to get to the toilet you know all right i didn't know you're on your basement <laughs> You never, did they have toilets in your class? They were all, it was just, it, something was going on, everybody outside, they were queuing, it was just like, I had to go, I was drinking that much beer on flight, it's a long story. <laughs> Emirates, they give you free booze, they shouldn't do it. And you just ploughed your way through first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just plugged it, you know what I mean? You were coming out the toilet that they got me. <laughs> but anyway. Well, I'm going to chuck you off, <laughs> Exactly, that's what I thought was worse. What do you call that bad behaviour on first class? I think it could be yeah. it. I could yeah. be that for bad behaviour on first class. So this is a New York Post from uh, Samantha Ibrahim. And uh, this is a story again being widely shared, is this one here. December the 2nd. So it's quite new. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah A woman who took a Delta flight recently wasn't kitting around. I don't know what kitting around means. Kidding around? Kidding is it playing around? Kidding around. I think yeah. it is, yeah, playing much for kidding around. Yeah. But shit, though, isn't That's it? That's poor. Yeah, so she wasn't kidding around. When she ri- whipped out her breasts and started feeding her hairless cat. Oh. And she's in first class. Yeah. Well, I know she's just on the flight. Oh, right? God. The unidentified female flew from Syracuse, New, uh, New York, to Atlanta, Georgia, when she was caught breastfeeding her feline on the plane. And a flight attendant told her to repeatedly told her to stop and put a cat back in its cage. However, the woman refused. Oh, oh. So a message was sent through the aircraft communications addressing and reporting system to alert Delta crew in Atlanta that passenger in seat 13A, mm. witchy, <laughs> is breastfeeding a cat and will not put it back in its carrier oh, when the wow. flight attendant requested. Right? Oh. Hell, why is it got to be a bloody hairless one as well? It's just so apparently, flight attendant Ainsley Elizabeth, who was on board during the incident, took to TikTok on November the thirteenth to explain more of what went down. Newsweek reported the woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket, so it looked like a baby. She said. <laughs> Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat latch and she would put the cat back in the carrier. And the cat was screaming for its life. Oh, what, for milk? I just think you can get that titty away from me. <laughs> Crazy woman, I'm not doing it. 
I think it just wasn't enjoying me breastfed at all. Oh. It didn't want it. So now imagine a mad cat, right? A mad hairless oh, cat. God. This woman is shoving her tit in its mouth. Cats' uh, teeth are really fucking sharp. They're oh. like needles, man. Like clawing at a bub and that, and she's just like, get it in. Bitty, bitty time. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely shocking behaviour, you know. God, I'd go blind in my other eye if I saw that, man. I thought it was a bit perfect. No, it ain't. I was imagining that, I thought, right, I'm imagining some massive waller horrible lady doing it, then I thought, right, think of someone really, really nice, and it's still it's gross. Awful, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's still, it's just wrong. It's the, oh, Hairless cats are awful. They're all, they're all wrinkly and rolls to them and that, aren't they? They look like an animal, a cross between an animal and an entire dick. Yeah. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Yeah, and like, some, and, and that's like some old man dick. Yeah, so any people who say, oh, I want a hairless cat, can't figure that at all. Oh, I don't. It's, it's like just wanting a gross. really hairy baby, isn't it? Yeah, he's just, you can't stroke a hairless cat. What do you do with it? Just, that noise, like... Yeah. Oh. Unless you lube it. <laughs> you know, then fall on it, have a bit of a tidy up, and never fall over. God, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you get to get it removed, though? You know what I mean? RSPCA get get protection league I'd get a dog to bark in my mouth <laughs> 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 I'm after mouse around your arsehole yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you get the dog to bark then <laughs> I'll be like a circus before I end <laughs> you alright though <laughs> one shot yeah, but you might get Paul O'Grade and give it a go like, <laughs> oh, 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 I don't know and I hate that man your arsehole <laughs> Come on, cat. Out you come. <laughs> come to Polly. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's strange anyway. He's strange, mm. yeah. Peculiar chap, you know. But um, the Delta Delta employee who sent the uh, the message also requested that Delta's red coat team apprehend the woman once they got to the ground. And the red coats are the elite airport customer service experts, identifiable by their red coats. Ooh, so they've weird. got a special, like, crack teams of yeah. sort of, like, uh, hostesses. Yeah, man. So is this plane landing? Is it refueling? Is it without the destination? And they're just apprehending it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they interrupted the flight. I don't think it's important enough to actually sort of get the flight landing. (laughs) Imagine you're sitting next to her. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) You're against the wind, and she's up between you and I. I'm going to kill your cat. (laughs) Pull that fucking fucking thing. Did she get nicked? Then why aren't the airport security? Why are the red well, cards? I, I think what it is, rather than, I think they realise she's obviously a bit fucking do lally tap. I think mm. she's a little bit sort of learned. But men are spanking one off and getting arrested every two minutes on them flights, man. They Ladies all. turn in it. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> they should be nicked. It says the airline's website also outlines its policies of women breastfeeding children. And Delta fully supports a woman's right to breastfeed on board Delta and Delta Connection aircraft and in Delta facilities. Breast pumps are allowed on board at the airport if you prefer. Many airports do offer private lactation rooms or spaces. And this Delta allows animals such as small dogs, cats, household birds to board domestic flights and must be able to fit in a small ventilated pet carrier. That's all fine. That is so fine. It's just when you mix that shit up. Exactly. You just can't mix them up. That's just... I'll ask for breastfeeding. She she did it everywhere, but she just... Was this before you had kids? (laughs) (laughs) Just when I wanted bitty, I was going to get bitty. Uh, But she just, you know, like a see-through... Well, not see-through thing, but, you know, like a scarfy thing. She was just so discreet, so... It's just so normal. It just... You don't have to be this... You know what that is no. <laughs> with a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
yeah, I, I think this is a bit. I, I, I'm all. Well, she it. didn't even like try hiding. Did she? She like showing off. Look at me, feeding me cat, feeding me bald cat. Yeah, I, I once saw it was uh, we when we were going to have our first kid. Uh, we went to the hospital, and uh, not me and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our second kid, yeah. <laughs> robot. <laughs> yeah. we, we we went to the hospital. And there was a woman there, and she was like a big, wild, kind of hippie-type woman. Oh, a big, big yeah, woman. She was yeah. a big woman, a bit, bit terrifying. She had all these kids running around. Mm. And her husband, he looked like he'd literally just been dragged out. You're sleeping rough in a car. Yeah. He just looked, all his hair was stuck up. He looked fucked in oh. this guy. Oh, he didn't have any clue what were happening with all these kids. And all of them looked like they were all wearing homemade clothes. Oh, you know, God. she was a bit Edden yeah, Bridge. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like, yeah. all sort of like vegan sandals and everything. Oh, yeah. And, and this little lad, he's about, I don't know, eight or nine, and he's running around and all this sort of stuff. And he, he starts squalling at his mum, sort of like wanting some. And, and this big wild woman, she sat herself down, right? And I thought, oh no. No. Oh no, right. But the weird thing is, what she did, right? She had this big rainbow knitted jumper on. And she, wet, wet jumper sort of connected to a lap, sort of where it was touching her jeans. Yeah, or yeah. Around. She just lifted it about a couple of inches away from her jeans. Uh, and right? kids scurried up. No. Tit dropped out of the bottom. <laughs> Oh God! Oh no! It was, it was odorish. It was loose and swinging free under there, right? Jesus! And it was literally just resting on one of her thighs, and this, oh. and this, this thing no. came out from it. This little kid latched on. How old are kids? About eight or nine. Oh, that's so disgusting. He was firing into that thing, and all. Uh, like he didn't want popper out. Like I don't know what poppies because no, they're so he's never had it. I don't think just he's ever want... had a meal. He just wanted that. Oh. Oh, I'm patched. Hang on, Mom, give me a fucking drink. <laughs> oh, that's there. disgusting. Can you remember, you know, it's oh. a bit too much, isn't it, that? Oh, you should have thrown them all out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have, should have beaten me up. Yeah. Massive. <laughs> Just with udders. <laughs> Just slapping me around every one of them. <laughs> Not clean out. I wake up all fallen with a milk moustache. <laughs> I've been converted. Yeah. I've <laughs> made sandals on. <laughs> and me and her getting thrown off an airplane. <laughs> you suddenly I'm a cat. <laughs> You don't culture a look, do you? You're not that kind of person. No, that's no, like, you know, really. But you know, you're proud of who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what price would you put on who Benny is? A price? Yeah. A price? Yeah. Because shall I give you an example here? Yeah. A tech firm will pay you to sell your face and your voice to a robot to become like an AI stooge <laughs> of Benny, right? So how much would you would you have for that? Couple hundred or something. I'm fucking skin. I'm really skin. 150,000 quid. Where do I sign up? Look at my goddamn soul. <laughs> well, this is a story from Charlotte Puckering. Oh. <laughs> from Copper Manchester. God. And she says, in what could be the most black mirror scenario ever? A tech firm is offering a hefty sum of money for someone to hand over their identity to a robot. Oh, God. What does that actually entail, or...? Well, let's see. It says, 
Promobot is in the process of manufacturing state-of-the-art hyper-realistic robots to work as assistants. And they want to base them off real people to look like that extra bit lifelike. <laughs> so the company has said it will pay someone over the age of 25. Nice. Of any race or gender. Cool. And with a kind and friendly appearance. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Rather shifty and sinister appearance. <laughs> Might be a couple hundred for me. <laughs> You'll be paying that. <laughs> you can have my soul. You don't really want it. It's all mucky. So, but they'd be put it in, in to work in hotels, shops, and other crowded environments. Whoa, so they're not just one a year, they'd be like an army of so, different places. Yeah. A successful candidate won't just need to send in a few selfies and voice notes. They will instead be required to take a 3D model of their face and body for the robot's body. Oh, God. So, you basically, you have to strip off. You have to get it nutty. Oh, God. What an horrible side <laughs> that would be. You don't want to make like that. Oh, God. Get some, like, gym weirdly, body or something. Yeah, weirdly, Barrel just, belly. Know, have, you ever, have you ever picked up a frog? <laughs> <laughs> That's me yawning in the morning. <laughs> so, so it'd be, it'd be used by a machine to spread to communicate with customers. But you've also got to do 100 hours of speech material. Jesus. 100 hours? 100 hours of speech material. And they'd need to obtain in order to copy your voice completely. God. So that's what we're going to do. They're not just mapping sort of... Um, just anything generic they want every single aspect of you wow even mannerisms how you're talking about everything fucking hell I'd love it with you <laughs> it would be it, that's what it needs to be because everyone would be like we've got to stop this <laughs> <laughs> we can't let this carry on alright mind the gap <laughs> steady steady <laughs> right it's lots of weird catchphrases <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> Not that time already. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> Lovely piss. <laughs> Can you imagine every advert on TV done by you? <laughs> With different hair and stuff and lippy and glasses and accessories. <laughs> but still obviously you. <laughs> oh, it's, but someone's going to be that, isn't it? it someone. Mash. Uh, get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> One for kids there. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary though, isn't it? Who's that like generic kind of person gonna be that we're gonna see soon, you know what I mean? If, like... I, if honestly if I had the money I'd, I'd just be it would be you. <laughs> it would be you. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh, everywhere, no. all over the place. Oh everything. my god. All adverts, all adverts. Baby's got your face, mum's got your face. <laughs> The thing is, well, if you watch with a lot of, a lot of adverts now, because obviously with adverts now they want diversity. Yeah, you know, that's the thing now. You know, I mean, we all we were sick of seeing like white blokes everywhere. Exactly. So if you look at adverts now, they're very, very diverse. Yeah. In fact, they're a lot more diverse than real life. Yes. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. obviously it's like trying to set the balance right. You yeah. Know? We've yeah. had no other faces. Okay, like, so forgive us, please look. Yeah. They, I'll yeah. say it. So they're doing that now. So you're having sort of like people of different ethnicity on there. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, you've got people who have, have different, uh, differently abled. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got a lot of different women and stuff but now you see we're scanning you with <laughs> oh. black company <laughs> oh, no they just put another layer on in the machine won't they or something yeah, I'll be you though <laughs> black Benny baby Benny girly Benny 
<laughs> the Asian Benny new today. Hiya. Voice never changes because they did all that work at 150 hours. So they're all gonna sit there. We can't go through that again. It's too much like bloody hard work. Wheel out the Benny Bot 5000. <laughs> I can imagine you seeing yourself like that all the time. I kind of like it, right? Yeah. Chats, play some games. You know? <laughs> the map that you see, I mean, you think of the next generation thing that they'll be doing, they'll be like sex robots as well. Ugh. So be like, uh, you know, you, they've already got them now, haven't they? got like whorehouses, as it were, or sort of like uh, <laughs> where you can sleep with robot women. Ugh. That's all they've got. Some places have just got robot Are women. They? Yeah. But they don't clean them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they've they got do. jet wash out back. <laughs> yeah, they just take cartridges and get them all cleaned out. But that is the future, though. Yeah. Or oh, Benny's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sex robot, five thousand. It's the last thing if you had to go like that. It's just you shagging yourself in a little room somewhere. Well, can I do that already? Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> At least I'll have a friend. the springtime when we tacked the road once more for the planting and the purling and the berry fields of blur. We'll meet up with our kinfolk from all the world around. When the gang of bird folk take the road and yellows on the broom. When yellows on the broom. When yellows on the broom. And I'll get you on the road again. When yellows on the broom. Well, right then, our kid, I'm afraid. It is, as you said there, or your robot who likes it. Not that time already. <laughs> It's really realistic. So yeah, so it it really is. But we're not going to finish on just like a little story like like usually do. Got a little bit of a bigger one, but I just thought this was a bit of a bit of fun. Well, Mm. say a bit of fun. It was a bit fucking mental to be honest, right? Because we are going to go back in time. We've done a lot of history, to, a lot of news, haven't we? We've done a lot of yeah, news. Yeah, we've been today. around. So I think we should just take a little bit of a deep dive back into uh, in the news. I, say, I suppose it's the news of 1855. Oh, cool. Full Victorian kind of... Yeah, it's Victorian, isn't it? Yeah, 50. no, no. Early Victorian. But this is yeah. America, so I, ah, I, I, yeah. say, I, I wouldn't class it as Victorian 1855. So it's time. Gangs of New York type of area yeah, in America. So, maybe, maybe that kind of thing. Yeah, you I need to think yeah. of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you need a comparison. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, you will say for the sake of argument that. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, a bit before, but, you know, because there's yeah. no cars kicking about. This was, you know, tough yeah, times, yeah. you know. And this is the headline, which I just loved, which was the Toronto Circus Riot of 1855. Wow. The day the clowns picked the wrong Toronto brothel. Oh, <laughs> you know it's going to be juicy, these. A lot of pissed up clowns. So this yeah, is... Well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is by Adam Bunch of Spacing Toronto. Ooh. And he says, these weren't the kind of clowns you wanted to mess with. They were, by all accounts, a pretty tough crew. They were in town for just a couple of days, part of a touring show from the US called S.B. Howe's Star Troop Menagerie and Circus. <laughs> Along with the clowns, there were acrobats and equestrian trick riders and a bunch of exotic animals. Big cats, elephants, even a giraffe. So this wow. is 1855 money. Man, they're doing that's all the this. one on train, isn't it? When you see giraffe's head come uh, out, that's a proper you know, circus. So the circus had already performed a few sold-out shows that day, and it was a rare big draw in a city that was just starting to come into its own. So this is early days in Toronto, you know what I mean? Rough and ready. Rough and ready, yeah, Yeah, this is really early cowboy times, you know. 
So this was the summer of 1855 and Toronto was growing very, very quickly. 40,000 people lived in the city now and new immigrants were flooding in all the time. With the very first railway starting up, the population would double over the next 20 years. But in a lot of ways, it was still a rough pioneer town. It would be a long while before we got our reputation for being Toronto the good. I never, never heard of it called I, that, you know? <laughs> I think they just call themselves it. You know what I mean? It's like Oak, isn't it? You know? <laughs> if anything, we were the opposite. So this is obviously, he's obviously a, ton- is it a Torontan, do you think? It must be. Or Torontoan, maybe. Who knows? Toronto, yeah. if, know. if you are from Toronto, please get in touch. And we do have some Canadian listeners. Oh, cool. Yeah, we do, yeah. One or two. Um... There were 68 taverns along Young Street, an average of one every 1,200 metres between here and Barry. I don't know who Barry is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Barry is. <laughs> <laughs> and in the city itself, there was 152 of them. So that's 152 bars. That's it. That's good getting around, yeah. And plus 203 beer shops on top of that. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's get in the time machine. <laughs> And then there were the brothels. How many? They just said we had lots of brothels. Too <laughs> 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 spunked out to count. <laughs> there were loads. Just, just fucking loads of brothels. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> 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 brothels. <laughs> so the circus was done for the day and the clowns had the rest of the night off. So they decided to take advantage of the local nightlife. Oh, this is ace. Can you, I can just see him all with big shoes and makeup and flowers and all that. Just tracing down road laughing loads of them. I love it. Oh, they've all got the makeup on. Absolutely. Yeah. Massive shoes. Hark, hark. Little car driving like, falls apart before they get to the brothel. So they picked a brothel near the corner of King and Jarvis and settled in to have some fun. Hmm. But the rest of the night wouldn't go as planned. It seems the clowns had picked the wrong brothel. This one was a hangout for some of the men in a local volunteer fire brigade, the Hook and Ladder Firefighting Company. Well, fair news. And these weren't the kind of firemen you wanted to mess with either. They used to be nutters back then. Yeah, they did. They, they, they were like fighting all the time, weren't yeah. they? Carrying on. They were fighting amongst each other. Yeah. So let's They'd start a- the fucking fires. Yeah. Well, in those days, there was no central public government-run fire department. When a fire broke out, all the companies who were nearby rushed to the scene with their horse-drawn engines to get their first and called dibs. This is fucking gangs of New York, I told you. With that. <laughs> I think it's all like that in the, uh, it's all like the brothels. It might be the wangs of New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just a couple of weeks earlier, the hook and ladders had arrived at Fire and Church Street at the same time as another brigade. A fight broke out. As the building burned, the firemen rioted in the street. (laughs) And when the police showed up, they got pulled into the brawl too. (laughs) In the end, the firemen were charged with assault. And the battle became known as a fireman's riot. So the hook and ladders were no strangers to violence. (laughs) No one seems to agree on exactly how the fight at the brothel got started. Some blame a particularly loud-mouthed clown. <laughs> <laughs> As you would. You want to smell a flower? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Some say the clown's cut in line. Oh, so maybe cute for the beard, yeah, yeah. I, was, I don't think it's for the beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they said they might have knocked the hat off a fireman's head. 
Because, <laughs> of course, if we're imagining a fireman, they're all dressed as firemen as well, aren't they? <laughs> it's all they are. In my yeah, mind, this is like Yeah. But this much is clear. That night, the clowns kicked some firefighting ass. <laughs> wow, did they, Andy? Yeah, they <laughs> They've got all distraction techniques and all flowers and pulling out and yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been committing pies, custard pies all over the shop. <laughs> On unicycle. <laughs> you got somebody you can't play piano, aren't you? Yeah, oh yeah, man. <laughs> faster and faster. Oh, man. <laughs> At least two of the firemen were seriously injured. Wow. Dragged out of the brothel to safety as the hook and ladder crew retreated. Jeez. For the rest of the night, the clowns could drink and have sex in peace. Whoa, the proper busted up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't over yet. Those firemen had a lot of friends. Oh, God. In those days, Toronto was still pretty much entirely run by a small group of pros- Protestant Tory elites. <sighs> yeah. God <Back>. bothering Tories. <laughs> elites. <laughs> I'm outside at clowns. Yeah, 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 I am here. We've always been the clowns, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> always will be. <laughs> so they were all members of the Orange Order. Now, for oh. our sort of like uh, listeners elsewhere, they might not know, but it's like a very strong sort of like originally Dutch Protestants. Oh, all right. They like their orange, don't they? Yeah, they're they do Dutch. the Dutch, yeah. And it's basically the Orange Order is really much a big strong thing in the Irish communities. Oh. The Orange Order. So the, the Orange Day parades and things like this, oh, you know. Cool. But it was of Dutch origin where it originally started from. Yeah. So they were all members of the Orange Order and they hung out together at the Orange Lodge. Oh, I bet they did. I know, hung out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they made sure that other Orange men got all the important jobs in the city. Oh, God, oh. They start. This is how it starts. Exactly. So the police were pretty much all Orange men. Oh, shit. And the firefighters were too. Ooh. And usually they focused on beating up Catholics. <laughs> But they were willing to make an occasional exception. The day after the fight at the brothel, a Friday the 13th no less, Ooh. a crowd began to gather around the SB House Star Troop Menagerie and Circus. Well, oh, right, so I thought they were still in knocking shop. No, <laughs> they like, they rinsed it off and we're all back <laughs> having a sleep in the little sort of like clowny Whoa. hammocks. So they're back, oh, wait, so you ain't just clowns now, you've got the full troop, haven't you? Strongman's there. Well, well, yeah, you've got the full troop, right? But you've also got to think it's it's the, it's the full it's an angry orange crowd. So it's not just it's every one of the orange order rockers. But you've got a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> What's that fucker gonna do? Swing its neck round when they carry on and <laughs> they carry on a bit, don't you? <laughs> not just that, they've got tigers, lions, and a bloody elephant. Get them all, yeah, yeah man. So the trooper pitched their tents at the Fair Green, a big grassy space at the waterfront, just a few blocks east of the St Lawrence Market. The farmers and merchants who had all set up stores nearby were told to clear out. Oh, shit. It's all going down here, right? Yeah, there was trouble brewing. And you're back against water and all, nowhere to run. I know, that's Makes it. Makes it fight harder, I suppose. But... I know, but you know yourself, I'm scrapping... <laughs> <laughs> oh, first beep comes down to me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So when you uh, when you when you're having a tussle with a, a travelling community, you've got to be careful, <laughs> got Andy. Oh man! Because yeah. the thing is, as well, it's not just the fact that you know the, the fighters and brawlers themselves amongst mm. us are part of the culture. It's like a, the, the boxing community. I mean, yeah. Look at that magnificent Tyson Fury. Yeah, man. 
<laughs> but it's it's also the case is these the, a lot of people in in sort of like uh, marginalised communities yeah. have had to fight because exactly. other people have had to go and yeah, forced yeah. being forced to fight and, and it's a sad thing because you shouldn't have to learn to fight. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people are at you constantly. Yeah, that's it. So so you know these guys, the coppers and everything, turn up. You know, it's not going to go all their oh, way. I don't think. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how it's going to go? <sighs> they say word reached the police before violence broke out. But of course, the chief of police, Samuel Sherwood, was an orange man. <laughs> That's how he got to be police, uh, chief of police. Mm. And in fact, years earlier, he'd helped to organise a conservative Tory attack on a Liberal Reform Party parade. One of the reformers had been shot and killed oh, at God. that. And he gets his policeman job for it. Yeah, so, well so when Chief Sherwood heard about the trouble brewing down at the Fair Green, he dragged his feet as long as he could. Oh. And then, eventually, he sent a few men down to check it out. By the time they got there, it had started. <laughs> oh, God, imagine seeing these. So people were throwing stones. Oh, right. That's a dirty trick. It I is. always see stone throwing yeah, in there. It's a yeah. cheap shot. So while, the, so while the circus performers and the carnies were apparently able to hold the mob off for a while, it couldn't last. Oh, God. Eventually, the crowd overwhelmed them. <gasps> And the, when the hook and ladders arrived, all hell broke loose. They stormed the circus with pikes and axes, Jeez. overturned wagons, pulled down the tents and the big top and set fire to them. Oh, man, this is their livelihood. They beat the clowns to a pulp. Oh. Oh. Circus folk ran for their lives and some dove into the lake for safety. It was mayhem. Oh, God. It took the mayor to settle things down. He came to the fair green in person kept a fireman from killing a clown with an axe <laughs> by grabbing it out of his hands God. and called in the militia to take control of the situation. Shit. Once things had calmed down, the circus performers came back for their belongings and then ran hat like hell. Oh, bless him, man. The police had done pretty much nothing. They just watched. Even Chief Sherwood himself had eventually shown up, but could only claim to have stopped the writers from setting fire to the cages of the animals. Oh, God. Welcome, boys! <laughs> yeah, well done! Of the 17 people who were charging the riot, only one was ever convicted. All of the police who were at the scene claimed they couldn't remember any of the orangemen who had been there. Hmm. Just like they had a few weeks early after the fireman's riot on church. Well done, coppers. Some things never change. Mm. That, as far as most people were concerned, was a cover-up. And they would keep on coming. A few months later, there was another Protestant versus Catholic riot. And Chief Sherwood's memory was again suspiciously fuzzy, as far as Orangemen were concerned. And a few months after that, he was under fire again after freeing a suspect who had been accused of robbing a bank. How crooked oh, is this Absolutely shit. crooked. But by then, there'd been another mayoral election. And for the first time in more than 20 years since William Lyon Mackenzie's rebellion, a Liberal Reform Party candidate had won. Ooh. City Council called for deep reforms to the way Toronto's police was run. The Government of Canada West, essentially what they called Ontario back there, mm. agreed. An inquest was launched, and in the end, the whole old system was overthrown. Every single police officer in the city was fired. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Wow. And a new force was created from scratch. Yeah, which it needed to be. Yeah, dead. I can imagine all the new police force there with a little red nose. Police cars that get falling apart. <laughs> Badges that squirted water and that. <laughs> the size of his boots. <laughs> 
but half of the old constables would end up being rehired, and it took nearly a hundred years before the orange stranglehold on power in Toronto was finally broken. But the foundations of their current modern police force had finally been laid. Mm, I'd like to say, oh, actually, if there were a little bit of orange still there, you never know. Yeah, the old, never old know, guard. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So, but that's the thing, you see, that's that's what you get with corruption. Eventually, it's found out, I yeah. think. You know, but Great story. What a picture that was. I love the bar fight with clowns and firemen. That's like a movie in me. It's like I've seen it or something. It's actually been there. You've seen it. That's brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, I think. I think that's enough for one day. A bit few stories. You need to get yourself a bit of rest. You've been wandering well, around in the dark. Yeah, and I'm find a patch of summer or something. Swill it out a bit. Do oh, some of those God. But hopefully now you see, now we've got you back on the uh, back on the island properly. That's dry and, yeah, nice and yeah, indoors. Gonna, you're back in, back in the lighthouse. So it's all <laughs> going to be fine. So, you know, I think now we'll we'll do a bit more regular casting if we can. If we can't, if things are tricky. Because, to be honest, we, we are very, very busy people, me and yeah. Um If there might be a little bit of a... Uh, if there any crack- squillionaires out there, one of funders, you yeah. can do you know and we'll do it every fucking day but <laughs> daily code yeah man but until then we're going to keep trying to sort of like bring you some uh, bring you shows it might be a little bit of Crack and Cove radio here exactly. and there um, there's going to be a, but we're going to push 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 because what we like is proper classic Crack and Cove exactly the podcast that shines a beacon yeah. onto the bizarre it is arcade and we love it as much as anyone and don't we, we absolutely like it. it's what we do it's yeah exactly we, and yeah. what we will always do <laughs> so all I can say now is a big bye bye from Matt and it's a big, bigger bye-bye from Benny. <laughs> fucking oh. get <laughs> See you later, guys. See you, take care, guys. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Cove or Instagram at Crack and Cold Pod. Ha ha!